Hello and welcome back into another journey into Westeros as we jump into another great episode of House of the Dragon season one episode six the princess and the queen written by Sarah Hess directed by Miguel Sapolchnik I think I got it as close as I'm going to oh and you direct the next episode so that's great <laughs> No, this is a really well directed episode. I gave it a 9.6 out of 10, mainly because I got a lot of analytical material in which to digest this, this particular episode. I like the 10 year gap. I like the new actresses, Emma Darcy, I believe, and Olivia Cook. Is it Olivia? Hopefully it is Olivia Cook. <laughs> I didn't screw that up. But uh, I think it was a very seamless transition. The characters have evolved and they have in 10 years rather settled into the people that we are going to know going forward. And I like that because it all feels as sloppy and messy as it is authentic, right? And I, I like that. I am over here being the UN. This is UN headquarters in case you did not know. Putting that out there right now. Because I have been had too many people in my DMs being like, oh, so you're on this side. I said, no, 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 I'm the UN, bitch. I'm here for the tea and the spectacle and the downfall of all of this intrigue power hungry (laughs) ain't nobody at all got no sense they all got problems major problems and it is just causing and soon to cause some major downfall in the the targaryen dynasty as we know what happens in 174 years is like Danny and a dragon. Well, she had three, but the line was extinct. So everything we're seeing right now is just me watching snakes fight over that one female in the bunch. Don't ever watch snakes fucking because that that's uncomfortable. This is how we do Christina, why are you watching Snakes Fucking? Don't ask me no questions. You watch one mating video and then YouTube wants to recommend others and sometimes the 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 poster on the picture just be like, oh, I need to know what that's about. That is not what we're here to discuss though. We are here to discuss all these vile assholes. So let's get into it. Starting with Damon, who is in Pentos. Everyone else was in Westeros, so that makes sense that we should get the side plot and what he's been up to for the last 10 years out first. And then everything else can, uh, as we go character by character, in case you are not aware. We will be breaking down the episodes based on characters so that we can get the good, the bad, and the ugly 
with a final verdict of where i am at with them at this current moment then we will jump into some book spoilers particularly if i feel a need to vent about anything or there's something particularly about the book that i also want to bring up and how it may relate to storylines going forward or if there's been some different changes damon and his wife now of 10 years elena are riding their dragons i was most excited to see lena finally got her vagar the folks of pentos are very excited to see dragons gracing their skies no matter how much wing or tail damage they may do to buildings seriously y'all be flying way too damn close for comfort lena yells out dracaris leaps and bounds better than her brother previously and she has the much bigger dragon she had stated when she was a little girl 12 years old that she wanted to locate vagar and conquer her and she did she did uh i think that is a huge testament to her character and the fact that she would make damon go through fire after he did that weak ass stunt i'm sorry that stunt was not when he put his hands back like i'm king in the world how did i feel about the cinematography here i thought it was okay i mean i still gotta get used to the idea of seeing people on dragons i don't i mean i don't i think i'm not in love with the idea as much as other people i'm glad that there's dragons in this show don't get me wrong i'm just not nearly as invested to be so critical if that makes sense so on one hand it's like yeah it looks a little with the close-ups i can see that being very difficult but at the same time it's not a not a major a major bummer for me they are invited to a feast held by oh what was his name because i thought i wrote it down but i did not uh i do i think it's essos right because they are being shown as guests they've been staying there with their two daughters bela and reyna bela is the preferred daughter apparently and reyna is not this is not okay but we will discuss that in a few moments so sky proposes hey how about you guys stay here with your dragons i will grant you this mansion i will grant you gold i will give you whatever the fuck you want because the triarchy is now re-emerging as a threat and has now sought an alliance with dorn and recall that there was a proposed alliance between the triarchy and the valerians before lena clearly chose her own peeps against that of the triarchy and it seems like she did it in a political maneuver like i want to be close to home and my family and i want to be a targaryen valerian 
whatever in that she wants to be so yeah she made shit happen for herself (laughs) they don't go into how they became married with her supposedly being on the cusp of being engaged to someone else but if you want to know about that in the book spoilers i will drop that info for you damon slid his hand into his wife's leg i think this will be good for us continue sir with all of these like as he stated later on they're pretty much throwing themselves at us wanting us to be here and that kind of feels nice versus what he has made to feel it would seem during his long struggle within westeros from the time that his brother inherited the throne while he seems inclined to this easy cush life his wife lena is not as she slid her hand ever so slightly from his to let him know as much i'm upset i thought it was cute the girls the twins being at the table lena is pregnant with their third child there's a joke about how one of the girls was going to be married off and they both uh reina was or bela was much more concerned than reina however it was like an inside joke because if you a don't even know the fucking difference between the two and i'm not sure reina's name was even mentioned in this episode and b can't tell them the fuck apart and c don't know why this joke would land in the first place (laughs) it very much was one for book readers versus one for people who's just following the show because this i guess being alarmed i guess that would tell you much about the characters though right one is more alarmed at the concept of marriage than the other except you need to know which one is one (laughs) which one is the other and i'm not sure this episode made it clear at all you knew about you knew by which one was spending time with damon who was bela and that's where things pick back up where lena makes her way to damon who is teaching bela valerian he has become a bit of a librarian he is basking in the achievements of jacaris the conqueror damon seems in this moment content on his legacy i went out i protected the stepstones i proved my own worth in my own manhood i got this boon i was not expected which was a very prosperous and happy marriage and despite what many have said behind the scenes and have been a lot of speculation about clearly it's not impotent i don't know where that was coming from i never got that impression but that was something that i think is resolved for the moment i think if anything being unable to perform doesn't mean you're impotent and being unable to perform when you're morally compromised and your head wins and not your little head that means you still have something of a conscience left in your soul and then you kill lady Rhea. you don't know the power of the dark side and then quite frankly in my opinion he was diverged or he yeah diverged from that path with his relationship and subsequent marriage to lena 
and i think that that brought him more peace than he realized so when she comes to address the fact that she does not after bela said goodnight to that she doesn't want to stay here that she thinks that they deserve more she is they are of the same mindset which feels very much like an egyptian mindset and i think that is very telling about the entitlement self-entitlement that many of the characters that are in these positions of immense power why some even feel they're more divine than others and i think that's a big thing about the fact that they a keep bringing up the conqueror and what he did and it feels as if it's like you were living in the shadow of that every one of the targaryens are living in the shadow of that and quite frankly if he was still alive some of these targaryens would be dead already looking at you ray ray but both of them seem to embrace this legacy and rather see it diminishing dimming despite it's still great success right there is that desire for more of that glory and that goes back to what i was saying last episode about how humanity really is indoctrined to it's only with time and wisdom but most often than not we celebrate war we don't celebrate peace and thus you have these glory seekers and that's what she admits to seeing in damon this need and desire to do more than what we were born into because we are better than everyone else which takes me back to that egyptian analogy because when the macedonians greeks took over egypt they went into the same type of etymology that the egyptians believe which was that their pharaohs were were the gateway between them and the divine they were in themselves divine because they were uh, god ordained blessed so imagine being born with that idea in your head that's not an excuse for anything and i'm not trying to make one but it does inform where these massive amounts of ego come from and why we are dealing with several megalomaniac personas and then you have those like laris that is a other type of breed and we will get to him oh my but in this moment that's what i felt she was saying to him we are of the divine we are made for better we seek war we want that even her brother is the exact same way when we get in touch on lanor lanor i know that every time and yet it never comes out of my mouth right so he uh, tries to soften the blow and this is where i get the idea that damon is content and happy because how do you feel that way christina how what what about their interactions made you feel that way 
i don't ship them let's be clear about that because as <laughs> we go back to the number one rule i don't ship incest i love my friend melissa who was like my morals took a nap or take a nap during house of the dragon and i'm like hey respect you understand and not delusional because there are there are some some differences that's what i say there are fans and then there are stands but moving back to why i feel like they have a contented relationship one built of i think mutual respect but i also think that damon straight up not only is um in a little awe and admiration of lena but she continues to reinforce that uh positive reinforcement that he would want and need about his own agency in the world and considering this is an insecure person the same in which viserys is very insecure they're they're it's it's the it's the um you know what it reminds me of and i think i've heard this but it does remind me of secession if you've never watched it i think i got through the first season then i was like oh i cannot anymore they didn't have the fantasy aspect to it that gave it (laughs) a little bit more room to breathe but it is it's almost like you are the children of this very great person and you're automatically (laughs) considered by that person inferior and it just keeps going down I, i i know how that can fuck up your psyche in a lot of ways so this positive reinforcement from her does go a long way in which it's why you get that reaction of him kissing his baby holding her hands not being a dick basically (laughs) i know it's not much to ask for a person to be kind but in the same time we are talking about uh a century in which women are not placed on any type of pedestal or given as much uh room to have their own their own agency and for all of and there are many of damon's flaws at least when you're his family it's the same thing i think that renera loves about him is he isn't judgment of your ability based on your sex so she walks away after telling him i want to go out as a badass as a dragon rider i don't want to go out fat and content on my ass living into old age and it is very much what alexander the great wanted once his father i mean his father his father philip ii wasn't no uh no spring chicken man i mean he was that that analogy didn't make sense but he wasn't without his own huge accomplishments alexander felt he had to go out for all those years because he he was feeling that inferiority complex because philip did so much like holy shit how do i top that you know what i manically do so by conquering all of the fucking world and i don't stop until literally i need to be put the fuck down he's too dangerous to be left alive yes he's given the moniker of the great 
but he also was a raging alcoholic he also didn't have many friends he also was politically ahead of his time a lot of things that were his flaws and his um his blessings and his curses better worded and i see uh some of that in damon's character can we talk about how she nine months pregnant up on vagar <laughs> ain't even concerned about going into labor on that bitch oh shit shake the ass my movie like a gypsy stop all back it up now let me see your hips oh shit shake the ass oh i guess the place they were visiting was essos and the i thought it was pentos but it was the prince of pentos that offered him the lordship so it wasn't just a was it just this mansion i'm giving you titles and shit (laughs) so they was outsourcing and she says that later on and i like another comfortable thing he knows that his wife is going to seek him out he knows that she's going to find him at the place they probably had many talks because he's got everything set up for her there the smile when he actually sees her it is rare that damon has this opportunity and i think he feels that he has this chance to maybe reset things i know that there are those romanticizing about why he's staying away based on interviews outside the show i don't listen to those i am going to watch the show as i see through how i am seeing these characters and not based on actors and actresses and directors that are more biased to their own particular input based on either how they thought they filmed it or based on propagandizing themselves because this is a big ass show and why would you not that's part of their job i think that he was content to be away from the toxicity it was the way in which he said it when he was speaking to lena like it's nice to be away from the fucking politics it's nice to be away from all the shit that actually probably isn't healthy and isn't helping me be a better person maybe this is the best of what i can have or maybe even i feel i deserve maybe i'm speaking a little too on the last part leniently but it's not completely out of the realm of possibility that that might be something in his mindset i don't think it has anything to do with a great deal of longing because of how the next scene plays out where she says lanar wrote and uh the princess has had another child and he's like uh was there any mention of how it doesn't look like your brother and looks like a certain watch commander you are the father i found it to be playful it's an open secret as he states he is almost like he's tickled by the idea of like she really ran off with my advice and took it and he doesn't begrudge her that and he also takes a moment to rather 
listen once again to his wife's please i miss my brother i want our children to be raised at driftmark i want us to stand in our golden light she also makes a comment i know that i'm not the first one that you would have chosen and he says lena and she says oh i've made my peace with that because lena is not someone and that was some that was a theme in this episode people seeing things with their eyes open and seeing them with their eyes closed she wasn't stupid at that damn banquet hall she can see where his eyeballs was twisting before they twisted over to hers and she was like oh okay but she ain't bothered by that that's not what she claimed him for she claimed him for the man as she tells him that he was i want that ambition back i want you to get what i think that you are owed and that is so much more than this settling position because i feel like there's more for you and damon's not one thus far in the performance that's portrayed seems to be one that very easily uh, discloses his inner emotions he keeps a lot close to the chest in regards to his true emotional state of being he a lot of scenes we saw there's silence with him even when they're very high emotional scenes when he's confronted by his brother he almost becomes a boyish in a way and so i feel with these 10 years there's the transition to more of a manhood and in that manhood he's starting to maybe appreciate certain things that 10 years ago damon wouldn't have had an appreciation for i don't know what he would have chosen but i feel that he would have accepted the idea of going back with his wife and he would have went back to driftmark and he would have started back into earning what they both felt was their future but i a hundred percent believe that he wanted that future to be with his wife and not i moonstruck over renera over here on a rock and i i must stay away <laughs> else else uh i can't control myself yeah i think that his wife would even give a fuck if that happened <laughs> as long as she was getting hers <laughs> lena is not that type of one the funny thing is is i'm not quite sure renera is that type of one but that's a conversation for another day i did like the scene though i like the way it was shot i like the way it was at the on the paper pit ah, i can't fucking say it now uh that word <laughs> on a castle and then the next thing we get is her going into fucking labor and you're like oh okay it's a time jump it's been a few weeks she, is it just that night she talks to her daughter too oh i forgot that scene because i did like that scene she goes to see reyna reyna's like uh this egg is not hatching and we get a very shocking revelation to some but she tells her daughter hey half the eggs don't fucking hatch anyway and it's not the only way that you can tame a dragon i didn't have a dragon i didn't have a dragon 
egg hatch for me your sister she was able to grow up with the dragon but that doesn't mean you can't be a dragon rider and i love this idea because the thing about the targaryens is they have been really selling their own namesake as these only dragon riders that they have this ability that no one else could possibly garner and it's inherent and yet we're finding out everyone doesn't get to be uh, at least get the same bond with a dragon as every other targaryen and that doesn't necessarily mean you're any more or less however you do have daemon who spends less time gives a more emotional uh tether to his one daughter than he does the other doesn't mean he doesn't love her as her mother tries to soften that blow but it is clear favoritism <laughs> it's never good to play favorites with your child there's no no defense of that sir and she knows that that is something that's probably she can see in a more rational light but also knows that well yeah this is this is the shit that's put in our head from a very very young age so i i can't like i can't take offense at that but at the same time <laughs> i know that this has that has to hurt baby come here let me let me soothe you so yeah then she's having labor and we're back the reset button's crazy right i really love the the way they brought on the parallels and put damon in the exact position as his brother where he has a wife that he's grown close to that they maybe didn't start off as a love match but fell in love with each other and then faced with this horrible choice between the mother and the child at least that maester seemed a lot more disappointed than the other he's like sweating he's like i have failed i don't know what else to do i've reached the end of my art i could try cutting into her but the mother is not going to survive he didn't even sugarcoat that shit like the other one <laughs> it's the brown skin i'm telling you <laughs> i know it's a coincidence let me have this so before she because she's overhearing everything which uh i think that's probably because she her badass ain't take no poppy of the seed she was just grunting and she hears that he has to make a choice and i think what she does is so brave for many reasons the first being she wants to go out a dragon rider she will not die bleeding out on the sheets on her back no that is not her he said my brave girl he looks so uncomfortable <laughs> they definitely had a different way and it's funny because not funny but it is a different way for labor and he was doing a lot more than like the other people just had her on her back and that was i'm not criticizing i'm just pointing out the differences because what they were having her do to try to turn that seemed far more practical 
than what I saw in Westeros when it was happening to Ama. And she she makes her own choice. That's the second thing. Is that this is my body, my choice. I'm choosing how I die. And I think third, a distant third. <laughs> but I do think probably in the back of her mind, I don't want Damon to live with that choice. I think for all of Viserys, you know, having been insensitive to giving his wife that choice he's a man of what he believed he was supposed to do the the wife the woman didn't have a choice i think that damon i'm not sure what damon was gonna do he could have made the choice he could have asked his wife to make the choice or he could have been unable to make the choice he seemed at the moment indecisive but she took it out of his hands and she goes out and she pleads with her dragon Vagar to burn her and her unborn child and though it takes some hesitation and a little sorrow to do so Vagar respects the command for Takaris and just as she's being roasted Damon comes to find her and I tried to read what was on his face i think there was a little bit of horror but also kind of like damn yes queen yes queen yes queen i did it my way and then loss and sorrow now they did not show the scene of him hugging his girls instead of that quick run through of scenes through the voiceover of laris him just walking away while they was crying watching or looking at the corpse of their mother (laughs) but it was cut unfortunately because in this world a lot more people care about the emotional turmoil of the dragon instead of seeing damon comfort his children and we all know that that's exactly why that scene got cut stop playing they needed more time with the dragon i personally needed less time with the dragon I know it's supposed to be dragged out, but I would I, I I got it after the second Dracaris. It's like, okay, please end it. Please end it. This is so horribly sad and depressing. But damn, it felt it felt like you lost a good one. And I we lost two good ones this episode. We actually lost three motherfucking good ones this episode. I feel like everyone with a soul and everyone that is better than <laughs> is dropping like flies. And that is that is a part of reality sometimes when you do not have the better angels on your side if you do not have the right people around you in your corner to keep you on the right track people act like for some reason they just stay on the right track and they did it all by themselves maybe a lot of people did but you can't no you you got somebody's help along the way that was keeping you from making that terrible ass horrible choice um at least i can speak for myself i can't speak for everybody in the universe but you get what i mean i I feel still feel like that's true and the more you get those people with integrity moving away from the seat of power the more the fucking lepers and the the vipers jump in there jump in that snake pit and there is no one with any steadying hand at the helm and when that happens you can't be surprised that there's a shipwreck 
yeah i'm so on the analogies right now so that is the end of the damon story arc damon lena story arc for this week we barely got to know lena at least i barely got to know lena i thought the characterization through the short time that we got them was enough because it was more about the same with with uh harwin is it was more about their impact on the titular characters going forward more so than <laughs> unfortunately those characters in themselves all we knew needed to know in essence is these are good people or at least these are some of the better people of this world that do have that thing right that thing that if they were still in this world could have made a difference in what comes next damon where i'm at with the character i feel really not much i think that his relationship with lena was healthy i think that it's unfortunate he lost that last bit of health what's gonna happen to the girls i don't know actually i do but i'm gonna say i don't know in the show because that's the logical thing to say next (laughs) and i i think that this what happens next is gonna have a lot to do with how damon reacts but because he wanted to be close to his or because that was her last wish is to go back into the fold of driftmark in particular i think that that might be where they're headed next plus it's the loss lord corliss his daughter reyna and i want to be back there anyway and i hate to say it but the next episode is called driftmark the good he seemed to be a decent husband the bad he is on his way back into it and the ugly he shuns his daughter because she isn't <laughs> ordained considered blessed because unlike the other daughter she was born to the dragon like himself and feels that she is worthy and until the other daughter gets her like she has it feels like they are put in under the same constraints as uh he was put but that caused him all that insecurity so one would think let's move over to king's landing and talk about renera princess ray ray begins the episode giving birth to the third of her three boys and as soon as that baby is out of her vagina and wrapped up a nurse comes in and says that the queen would like the baby brought to her she gonna ask why really nigga the venom between these two women have reached an all-time level of lava and in spite she says well fine i will take her myself and this will be seen as some cruel act anyway because you want to see my child and i'm going to take you to her so that you can't do nothing like place it in front of the king's face and be like explain to me explain to me i did think it was badass that if i do have to face the witch then i will do it myself like if i have to confront this issue i'm going to handle it myself so she takes her barely out of labor behind 
to the queen's chambers she is greeted by her husband now viserys was in the room damon was in the room lenor was not how about a little at least emotional support even though he tries to do it for her after the fact it could be that he's so disgusted he cannot but it's still your duty and trust me everyone is disgusted in that room when she said i called the woman a cunt i laughed my ass off because that's exactly what i called my ex fucking embarrassing he gonna fucking pass out i'm like get your weak ass off the floor i'm doing all the damn hard work think i want to see it i don't want to see it either i didn't like it when it was on me and i was touching me i was like eh, eh, take this clean it off wash it first <laughs> i know some people just love all of their inside juice all over their lips kissing their baby but no can we at least get a towel thank you some people shit down there too okay now we're digressing now we're digressing back to Renera, she is accompanied and in a great deal of pain ew i did not need to hear all the squishing sounds but yes men do need to see exactly what happens during childbirth that shit is just so uncomfortable for all involved nobody wants to nobody wants to push out the afterbirth back in the day they didn't even have episiotomies so you know her shit just open Lenar thinks it's okay to be like was it a terrible labor shut the fuck up just grab my arm grab my arm they get up the stairs and she's like you don't have to carry me down the fucking stairs because i'm not turning back even though this is such a terrible idea i should have thought better about my pride but alas she does go into alisane's alisane's chambers and she's there to greet her she's like what are you doing here you shouldn't have brought the baby you should be resting well i would love to but you want to see the baby so here today a baby then she insists that she take a seat i is it bad to say i kind of like the cattiness between them because <laughs> i feel it's earned on both sides i do that's why i know that i am the un because this is what happens when best friends become stepdaughter and step child and then you betray the other and then you think after 10 years that shit just gonna be squashed especially if the other person feels like they have the self-righteous high ground in which they kind of sort of do but that has now turned them into a very venomous bitter bitch <laughs> she be dropping bars <laughs> when she told Lenor, don't worry <laughs> one day they'll look you'll get one that looks like you Viserys brings his um slowly diseased necrosis ass into the room he got one arm I truly truly have all of the remorse for this man he did it to himself in some ways but in others you can't blame a father for not wanting to kill his daughter for her own mistakes because that would be it's not like i can just send her to her room or give her a stern coaching or talking to but on the other hand he really is 
he is at the point of insulting everyone's intelligence and that's gonna build resentment and it has caused a great deal with allison as she continues to be despite higher in station despite uh being the wife she's overlooked and continue to be an outsider looking in when it comes between when it comes to Viserys and his daughter he uh he clearly is alive and last time we saw him he collapsed and we saw later on that Orwell's is it Orwell's I got his name wrong it's the Black Maester he is also one of the POVs in the or the sources I should say from the book so I automatically find him a more reliable source than fucking Mushroom Mushroom got problems he was so salacious with it but uh, that means nothing to anyone who's not read the books going back to the show he's so happy to have a grandson like oh he's got his father's nose and both <laughs> even princess ray ray's is like dad oh my god you are really fucking dude like do you got glaucoma do you got glaucoma and then you got lanor over being like oh stop you are not <laughs> when princess ray ray leaves the room she's looking at her husband like you don't realize what happened in there do you <laughs> and there's disappointment whereas it felt that other relationships may be more of a partnership despite their understanding or even friendship it's not a partnership in the same sense of i am going to help carry the emotional baggage even if i'm not being the exact partner that you wanted or even any of the political baggage either so she realizes immediately what is going on she gets back to her room well first we need to two things the, the, one she was bleeding and it was sir Kristen cole outside that room and did not make one attempt to be like can i get you a towel secondly he gonna look at lenor when lenor saw him and give him like this what's up like they supposed to be fucking friends man fuck you motherfucker Ooh, the things i gotta say about Kristen cole Ooh, the things i gotta say about him back to princess ray ray she gets back to her room there to greet her hours after birth not even a whole ass hour is the baby daddy himself harwin strong daddy chill there's a muted mutual affection i'm not gonna say it's love but definitely is the closest relationship renera has had with a man for the last 10 years little oblivious over there to my baby jeffrey you're so cute you're gonna be a knight someday i don't know why you got mad at the name girl talking about uh he's my child girl you better let him have his one little thing you know that baby ain't had his dna and he's still claiming it stop it if he want to name his last baby 
joffrey it's not even like he said the first or the second it's the fucking third <laughs> let him name the baby after his dead lover that your lover killed and we never talked about it we pushed it under the rug sweetie but i don't ask for much and joffrey is taken by harwin and lenore leaves the room so the lovers can talk about the fact that the child is sleeping in front of the watch commander because he's insolent like his father because that runs in the dna of the family harwin strong is someone who understands far better than sir Kristen cole would ever understand but there are people coming from different areas of life you have harwin who's the heir to harrenhal his father's hand to the king was already on the council he doesn't have those same types of moralistic honoristic or inferior complex due to their background type of uh mindset he sees this uh as probably a lot of fun i think that they both the same thing happened it probably started as one thing and then they probably or did grow exceptionally close in those 10 years and he has taken an active interest in his own children he's not even pretending that they're not his because of his emotional attachment to them and his need to see that they're okay and be involved in their life despite the fact that it's causing a great deal of gossip gossip that is very much a problem for them all in a way that i think lionel spells out more so after the courtyard incident there's a clear fondness that renera has for her children that was a little surprising considering where we found her where she's like oh i do not want to give birth to children that's not going to be my fate and yet when that child is born she's not acting as if it's this chore the way allison took to motherhood she is very attached to her child she she keeps them around her in her own uh dressing area she uh seems to care uh, the maternal part comes to her far more easily than I think that it did to Allison. And that's another, it's just like those boxes that keep getting checked off. And it just continues to just drive home this point. Even if, even if you're being a little irrational, when it feels as if the world is turning against you, you cannot help. Even if, like, you can't be jealous of someone's natural maternity, but it is something that's just like oh another thing that she just happens to be so good at renera for her part has been as i mean in the ways of we heard how allison describes her behavior but she is very much flaunting these three children that look nothing like their father uh i don't think that that would be a great idea to do right under the nose of the king and everyone at court i think that's just very 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 risky and one of those things that i can get away with because i know that i'm my daddy's girl and at this point i know nothing after even after the damon incident that i almost had sex with him on the dance floor daddy is not going 
to do anything to me <laughs> like i've got a certain amount of leadway no matter what however the rumors are starting to get out of control it's more than just allison or a couple other people whispering this seems to be getting i mean it's all the way in pentos all right people talk they send uh, letters the shit's getting around and then the incident in the courtyard pretty much made the situation come to a head but i think that she should have been thinking about blowing out of this storm some time ago probably before she gave birth to that last child so then allison can't see that baby <laughs> you better learn to do what uh what was his name the oh shit it was queen victoria's son her oldest one the one she couldn't stand and blame for her husband's death is it george they're all fucking george or andrew one or the other no it's definitely not andrew but i feel like it's george because though no, no no ed edward edward edwardian edward his wife every time she was about to get birth she would always make an excuse not to be around where the queen like go somewhere where the queen ain't because she always has something to say and something to like you gotta learn how to play the game <laughs> but once again i think one of renera's biggest flaws is she always reacts instead of being proactive and that continues to bite her in the ass which takes us to the children let's go ahead and get them out of the way because part of what was happening was typical kid bullshit there's a lot of toxic masculinity going around so i don't expect anyone to i mean sure there could be someone around to put these kids on a better path and damn if i gotta say it but shit i actually think that otto might be necessary <laughs> in the situation i think that he would have handled the children far more maturely than any of the adults that are handling the children um renera her decision to stay at king's landing i think was stupid just my two cents i get what she was trying to say oh she'll just poison my father against me but once again if you doing dirt right under they nose somebody's gonna notice because y'all not that very fucking discreet <laughs> uh going back to the the incident that happens in the yard and then we could talk about the council meeting the incident in the yard involved well first it starts in the dragon pit it turns out that Eamon is the only kid that does not currently find himself bonded with the dragon which causes a lot of teasing from the other kids uh, the leader of bullying of course is one Aegon which is allison's firstborn son and the expected counter heir to renera claiming the throne he's a typical fuckboy kid that has far more power and authority than he knows what to do with and is not being led in any type of beneficial place <laughs> sir kristen cole should have been teaching these boys something about what it means to be a family and yet he is purposely putting them in competition with each other this whole thing in the dragon pit i i brush that off a lot more because 
of course this is boring i don't want to see other kids learn to control their dragons as little jack harris is able to get his to burn a goat and then watches it eat it we see that it is and i love that viserys happens to know his own children it's like i know that it is Aegon that is starting all this shit because the younger boys always follow the older boy they take their cue from the older so if Aegon is teasing his brother of course the rest are gonna follow suit and that's causing Aemon to feel a certain way and I'm not sure I trusted that look on his face crazy motherfucker named Joe you are not the only of Allison's children that are either just fucking weird or you touched like you, you mightily touch Eamon feels touched and helena feels very touched allison is brought Eamon when he tries to go in the dragon pit by himself and get himself a dragon she tells him you need to be far more patient about this she asks about him being teased uh and this is what sets up what later goes down where sir harwin comes to the training he sees that his children are not really given direction they're being treated differently they're not being challenged sir christy call is of course doing this on purpose you need to settle down and mind your business okay and it truly is a disservice of of his own authority in that moment being the captain now of the king's guard allison definitely pulled hella strings for him to be able to to get to that top of and to think that he really is a good and he's shown himself to be a good uh person of war he even throws that in harwin's face well i'm someone who's seen combat and you have not because he's given that role based on his being the heir to Harrenhal. and that doesn't he's just like okay so they go back with their little champions they have that little powwow where he's like he's trying to give his son instruction he's like destroy him you gotta be ashamed of yourself nigga. real talk you gotta be ashamed of yourself all as you is but little jacarish tries to get his honor back however Kristen call is taking it too far i think viserys should have said something he up there with his little fucking <laughs> i can't with this man he find a flash somewhere <laughs> watching with sir lionel and you can see that lionel is very concerned and there's a moment where viserys is like this is not right this is not okay and he does not a thing you're the king you are supposed to lead you are these children's grandfather get your ass up stand and say boys you will not where's the discipline that's exactly why he fails as a father <laughs> he has all of the emotional ties of one and none of the the disciplinary actually setting your child up for success and meeting the hard harsh world that they are going to need to navigate so unfortunately things come to a head when Cole thinks it's okay to say i wonder why you're so close to these boys could it be that you're your father your father and he punches him he beats the living shit out of him and he knows this is enough to get harwin in trouble because he is 
uh part of the king's guard but i'm like didn't you just kill someone didn't you punch the prince but once again that blackmail i bet you in my money allison used blackmail said viserys this is what's gonna go down do you want the truth or you do you want the lie and if the lie is about to happen then <laughs> no it comes with consequences and those consequences is that cole cole lives and cole now gets to a position of power where he can abuse the, that power to take out his revenge against renera renera hears about this incident and she immediately goes into the the back uh the back caves i don't know what the fuck but she goes and spies and hears lionel yelling at his son he's throwing shit he's like everybody knows you just confirmed it with your actions he actually got taken away from his post as commander watch that's fucked up like considering (laughs) considering but the rules are the rules and he don't care he's heir to harrenhal he's like i got things and you got that so but in his mind these are my children i'm not going to not father them and look out for their best interests and you can't expect otherwise and lionel's like do you understand this position that you put me and those children because if it is known it's not just about you it's not about renera y'all both gonna die and those children are going to die so this is not this is not a game this is not some casual thing you go off and you do this her actions came with an immense amount of consequence and those consequences were not only to her but to her children and to her lover and that's why i'm like why are you at the red keep doing this because she wanted to be close to girl you could have found a way shit i don't know but (laughs) i do think that she realized in that moment fuck i have let it go too far it is far more open than my cocoon is allowing me to see and now i'm in it now now i've got people have ammunition and the fact that the hand of the king also is just like i don't know what i could do about the fact that you have dishonored our name because the rules are that in the dishonoring but it isn't i think that the difference between harwin and and cole is he owns it it's like yeah i did what i did that's on me i did love the conversation between father and son i think last time i said brother but they are father and son um she then at the council meeting well one if you think that you're about to propose (laughs) this is another thing renera is too arrogant she's she's too arrogant she's in it's that entitlement you can't you don't know when to play the politics when they're in your favor you think i have the i have the ordain i'm the heir so i get to act this way and everyone has to get behind what i say because i say it and she still doesn't understand the concept of honeys and bees and one would think 10 years at court would teach her that but no they are discussing the stepstones she immediately goes in to defend her uncle saying well we left it undefended unfortified 
so now that the triarchy is resurging as a threat which Viserys did not want to hear any of this shit none I don't even know what they was talking about before but she uh at first wait no because the first conversation was this the first no it was between the two houses and that conversation went like this person has their own beef they can sell it they don't need us you have allison thinking about okay what's the financial repercussions what's this going to do to our citizens i think that mindset still hasn't transferred to renera allison has a lot of flaws a whole lot of them but i do think she is more political savvy she she understands more about what it means to do the job versus memorizing a few pages she actually went in there and fucking took on the damn library and was was it's tuned into the fact that she doesn't have uh what's the great line that homegirl said in that show remind avasarala she has uh citizens not constituents not subjects constituents not subjects one or the other and that's exactly the difference one is they understand they serve the other is they will do as i say <laughs> like i don't serve them they they're here for me um and that goes into that influences their decision making because while she's like we don't need we don't we can't afford to really get involved in some petty beef somewhere Renera goes well actually they do have really bad blood and we should keep an eye on that so i'm going to out veto you and you have a moment where allison's like of course and you see the hand being like i can't say anything one way or the other he is too stuck in what the fuck Renera has gotten him into uh with the compromising of his son in their relationship because that love bond as laris later points out is something that can be a downfall (laughs) it can lead to destruction now of course we all know it can also save and (laughs) you know (laughs) redeem however it also comes with i think the way he was the context he was saying it was completely different but in this moment it is Viserys love of his daughter Lionel's love of his son and then Allison's love of her duty because it's the only thing that she has been given in which to have any identity Renera should have let this shit go once again because you were coming with an ask so you show up with an ask why couldn't you just be like because you couldn't let her win that's the thing you don't know how to not let her win and you are far you are not going to take the diplomatic route if it comes between you and war you're going for war <laughs> Diplom- diplomacy or war you're always going to choose war the same thing with the tapstones the service is like let's table the shit i don't want to hear it and then as everyone's getting up and leaving she says i got one more thing to say i enjoyed the fact that allison did not sit back down because it's really something i have to say to you and i'm saying it in front of everybody and allison 
already knew it and she gives her the offer to say okay look there's tension between our houses i'm aware of the fact that there's tension we used to be friends how about we squash all this beef my son is going to be the heir to the throne even though there's a lot of talk and wish and desire for Aegon to be said at least do we hear that though we haven't heard much outside of what we saw in episode three i believe but something that really the show hasn't delved really hard into that makes me say that so confidently is that it's not just oh we don't want a woman to rule it is ingrained into society that a female ruling can cause harm like it's just not to be born the great council met they decided that we don't want a woman to rule it's not fair it's not right as a woman of course am like you should you should be allowed and i do feel that renera fighting for what she thinks is her rightful birthright is not wrong however she is fighting up against a massive tidal wave and decades centuries worth of oppressionist thinking and she's stepping out thinking oh i can just change it overnight because i say so and that's my problem with renera however i like and i think it was the smart play to put the call put the ball back in allison's corner like okay we do have this beef you're right we do need to find a way to square it because clearly this last we're just going to keep going back and forth and now i stand to lose more I think that also is an issue because you're only putting this and, and the fact that Allison can see through it is the problem. <laughs> uh, it's almost like how Allison was telling was telling Viserys how you control your daughter. Like, I think that Renera thought that she could put one over by playing on that friendship card again and oh we you know we're close and let me throw you this bone but it's a far too late and b far far too obvious that you are in the muck right now and you're asking me to pull you out of it by tying our houses yes that would politically uh, make you look better but in allison's mind she's holding on to that self-righteousness and that's where unfortunately there's a breakdown what goes around comes around that's that's just that's just how it is you you spend all that time being bitchy shitty taking out your anger all this rightfully so or not the 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 things that you do impact how how communication how things unfold in the field like i can hate my ex all i want I can hate him all I want, but I have to deal with him all the time. So that doesn't mean that if every reaction we have is contemptuous, <laughs> we're going to have anything better in the future. Just going to continue in that cycle. And now that you're in the cycle, don't expect it to just be all of a sudden out of the cycle, especially when you're the one really needing a handout more so than the other person. So you're not even meeting them on halfway ground. But I did think it was mature of her to put it out there because it was a reasonable at least olive branch fortunately allison is not having it and viserys when it comes between his wife and his i think he will only go so far with his wife and i think he won't go so far with his daughter 
Renera, knowing that her offer is going to be rejected and hearing about what's happened to Harwin because he comes and takes his leave of the children Jacaris is like that's my daddy ain't he and to her credit she didn't lie to that boy she says you're a Targaryen that's all that matters she also had a, a conversation with her husband Lenor. he is uh doing a lot of drinking I like there was a few scenes where we heard people before we saw them and you can just see her and the maid being like this bitch <laughs> but to be fair Lenor came into this bargain with certain expectations and none of those expectations said i had to be a good husband they said i had to do my duty i'm accepting your bastards at my as my own i'm not even resenting the motherfuckers i seem to really genuinely care about them i'm having fun he comes in and he says look i've spent 10 years by your side i've done my part i hear things are popping off in the stepstones again there's a guy out there that dresses himself and there's a name drop here just keep it in your back pocket and he wants to go and just like every other valerian just like renera at one point in time it probably still does want to be the master of their own fate by going out and and conquering some shit in their blood <laughs> they just want adventure they want a life that's not this uh this controlled garden or uh gilded cage even though in a lot of ways they're made for that gilded cage <laughs> that's the only place in which their massive egos could be contained but she does not want him to go due to the rising conflict he told her girl you need to get the fuck up out of here because like seriously the storm is coming and it's time to bounce so that's why he wants to bounce but she says no i'm forbidding you as your queen and to his credit he didn't throw a tantrum he did not he accepted it he was disappointed by that but i'm sure he's disappointed with life just as much as renera is while she can sit there with that pouty face this ain't what he wanted either <laughs> right and not only that you have actual power over his movements and he takes it on the chin later she goes and finds him and tells him we're gonna go to dragonstone you can see that he's torn he wants to stay with his new friend however she says it's time to get out of here he does accept that they are going to be leaving with the children and then she says bring him and she said him like he wasn't standing right there <laughs> but what but i i don't think anyone can say anything you have your lover in your bedroom and you y'all showed up <laughs> he already in there do you think how is it that you could possibly say anything out of your mouth about him wanting to hang out with his <laughs> so good bad and the ugly i think that she on the good side is a good mother i think she genuinely cares about her children i think she genuinely cared about harwin strong i think that she she's lonely she doesn't feel like she's living up to a certain potential that she felt her life was going to be but she has found a way to 
at least swallow the disappointment for now the bad is everything that i've already i felt mentioned about her continued stubbornness and the way in which she doesn't assert much control over the uphill battle that she doesn't seem and girl you ain't 17 anymore you're like 27 it's an uphill battle and you should probably start taking note of exactly what it means to be a servant of the people even with all the power that you have the ugly i didn't really see any ugly this week you know who's all ugly and got no good at all just all bad and ugly is sir Kristen cole sir Kristen cole has decided that renera targaryen is the is the stain that cannot wash out and it's all her fault grow the fuck up his love has been completely twisted into visceral hatred he cannot even contain his brittleness when he sees harwin he is purposely training aemon to be a good fighter and neglecting the other three children so you are taking that thing that you once considered honor and you no longer live into that which i kind of expected right once you feel that you've been besmirched well now i don't have a line that i shouldn't have to cross why should i have to have high morals when this is not the world that it is he's so disillusioned and he has aligned himself with allison and he feels that with the queen he has someone that shares that that true affinity for renera when it comes to the love hatred thing because they both feel they gave her a lot of themselves and she gave absolutely nothing in return except a middle finger and a whole lot of butthurt in the case of sir Kristen cole that is far overblown in his own psyche and his actions going forward is absolutely repugnant it speaks nothing good of him as a person it's been 10 fucking years i understand maybe feeling this way the first year or so he probably also though deeply feels that he was replaced like oh you just wanted a bedmate a whore you didn't have any genuine feelings he probably now already heard about damon in that titillating session so he feels used in a way and he has morphed into what usually is the female role in these scenarios played out on television that is the only thing i like about this story arc is it plays once again with those gender gender norms right Viserys being absolutely blind to the to their child you he's over here acting like a spurned bitch ex <laughs> if there was cell phones he would be calling them and hanging up that's the type of person sir Kristen cole turned out to be and he's a fierce knight and now has gotten a promotion to captain of the knight's guard in the business you deal with crazies there is no doubt in my mind he is looking for the opportunity for revenge and anytime he can take it he does it it's shown with the children 
and it's shown with how he taunted harwin it's shown later on when he's talking with alicent when he says that she's selfish like all those things she knows but the minute he said like a spider that sucks you until you're dry like that's not what happened to you sir not even a little bit but when he calls her a cunt that's when the queen shuts him down very immediately and to allison's credit i get it (laughs) you know you still are uh non-royalty i can say those things but even i don't say those things so if i'm not saying those things and i think it also is just a gender thing like mm, don't call her a bitch because no one deserves to be called a bitch in that moment it's like don't call her a cunt because no one desires like she's a princess she's of royal blood you don't use those terms let's move over to allison i think i've said a lot already about her through the recap and that's to be expected but that also means i don't have to spend a whole bunch of time retreading water i've already stated allison really wants viserys to see that these children are not Rhaenyra's. now if the goal is to get your friend murdered that is a pretty shitty go to have on any pedestal or once friend on any pedestal you should not be pushing a father to kill his daughter if that is what she actually wants i'm not convinced completely i think he wants she wants her gone she wants her ostracized not that's what she wants more than anything she wants to as she says to sir Kristen call i have to believe that decency will prevail i have to believe that karma will even out and she will get what's coming to her for all of the things that she has done wrong and i think that viserys telling his lady wife like she's a fucking idiot i had a black bear and it had a white bear (laughs) i got where you were going with it but she's like it's an insult to our intelligence one kid sure three of them and not only that and this is the very important part because allison comes across like a witch in this episode and i cannot debate that portrayal but she ain't wrong you can't put bastards on the iron throne you can't (laughs) yes they're targaryens yes very true however that is not how this is just not how you do things just the same way that it's not fair that he punches this bitch who needed to be punched and he gets his watch commander post removed it's not fair that bastards don't get the same rights privileges and love as any other child when it is of royal blood but i think particularly not even of royal blood it's royal blood sitting on the throne after you so your children that are the byproduct of a affair get to inherit the iron throne you get to inherit they get to inherit above my true born targaryen children that i had to lay on my back and had this one-armed old pesticide man because you know he's still getting it he is still putting it on that woman just keep that in your mind when you're looking at allison you wonder why she's so 
why she's so brittle and angry <laughs> he still calls her up for booty calls and she has to do her duty it seems as if she is at least trying to take care of the king he's tired you know she makes sure that he's warm even if he doesn't want to she's being the good wife like i said i think that's a part of her identity is that sense of duty so when anyone is going off the rails of that sense of duty like renera has doing all those things that she of course would want to have done in her life at some point it only just <laughs> makes it bitter more it tastes more and more until you're just eventually you're just like gagging gagging at the amount of of unfairness in the universe and here she is talking straight up facts and everyone's just like yeah, you're crazy i don't know what you're talking about no it's fine because she basically said i'm gonna let jacaris and helena marry over my dead body <laughs> and then even when she meets him in the room she's mad she's so mad but she still does her duty right she just keeps swallowing it she keeps swallowing it so here comes lionel being like okay i cannot out of good conscience continue to be your hand i've been compromised and we both know why but you want me to say it so that then i can condemn you to the thing because if you won't then no one will fuck that viserys that had to been infuriating i was infuriated like just spill it out but i i get it understand <laughs> these are our children so it almost like he's making him complicit in the crime <laughs> Sarah's. and then you got allison just staring at this like am i i'm just i'm losing my mind i'm losing my mind and then she goes and talks to laris 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 strong is not the person you want in your course sometimes when you're desperate and alone that's when the vultures come out to pack at everything that you have that you're insecure about putting all those whispers in your ear and the good i have for allison this week is that she is she has been that's why i can't knock whenever she's gonna crip over to the evil side because it feels like that's where despite all of her efforts she's being pushed into and i can't not feel a certain amount of empathy for being put in that position and then the only reward after that sacrifice is to have the certain a bit of agency as a woman that she can have having a seat at the council actually that was mm, i guess I, that doesn't matter that was not in the book they both was not on that council that shit is done for the show but that i think that actually made it seem as if there was less of a gulf between i don't know how i feel about that like i think it was a nice scene aesthetically but it does not support the idea that the realm still very much as it does would never even let a woman into that room to be sitting at that table like that like uh what she goes to laris and talks about how she is upset with the information that she because he's like uh my father had a meeting with the king usually i bring you information but this is something i don't know about she's like yeah your father was gonna spill the beans 
and he didn't and he's like yeah it makes sense my father has a very he has a moral compass so (laughs) the the thing about laris is he's transparent he evil but he transparently evil he is like oh i'ma tell you about yourself and i'ma tell you about everybody else like don't think for five seconds that your father coming back being hand of the king because that's what she brings up stop acting like you ain't in your position because he abused his hand seat as well which is why i didn't like um, their chain we'll talk about that in book spoilers this podcast is going on way too long <laughs> i did not think i had this much to talk about but he uh says that his father's compromised your father would be compromised and then she says well at least i'll have someone that's here for me and i think that one short outburst is pretty much it reminds me of henry the second was it henry the second when he was bitching about the 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 cancer pope of canterbury something like that and he was like so pissed off and then his knights thinking oh man because i love the the line laris uh, said who wouldn't want to please their queen those knights went out and killed that man they killed him not because the king said so they're just like no i wanted to do this great thing for you because you know he made you so angry and you wanted this wish to come true and guess what i'm gonna make it happen for you so he goes down to the cells and says who wants to do a job for me but to do that job you'll get a whole bunch of riches in your freedom but you won't have your tongue three men take him up on that offer when laris and harwin go to heron hall because he asked the king to allow me to take my son back there to set him up to rule keep him away from court basically to try to salvage the situation in some manner they go to their their uh their keep and the three men set the fire to it killing both lionel and harwin Allison is of course shocked shocked because this is not what she asked for she just had an emotional outburst I didn't tell you don't go kill nobody then on top of it he gonna be like uh so I expect to be adequately like he backs her into a corner like oh I could have taken it as an offhand remark or I could have taken it as a call to arms a call to action and now that your father's coming back I expect to be rewarded for that even if you didn't ask me for that because now you're complicit whether you were completely because she didn't she had no she made a wish and she just said i wish someone was here to be in my corner no way in hell am i gonna lay the deaths of of laris and harwin at allison's door because that is not that is not what she was saying even a little bit (laughs) so that's fucked and now she's in it and i mean all the way in it in ways that it's starting to get out of her control and i don't think otto coming back is going to help i think they may change otto's role in the book going forward Bordo section i might touch on it the bad with allison she's not a good parent on one hand i certainly 
give a lot of leadway for women born into this position because unfortunately parenthood is not a thing that's taught if uh you be have a good parent and it, it's a good parental relationship it's not really the norm and it's not to say you can't have close relationship with their parents when they're at a certain age it's just there's a wall there and they don't raise their children it's not normal to raise their children it's uh someone who also doesn't seem to have had a very motherly figure in her life as well so when you come from a certain broken place despite how much you may even want to try it just may not be in you and she definitely is using her children this goes into the ugly side as well as pawns in her battle against Renera. and that is a huge no-no especially when you get to the conversation between Aegon first she tries to throw Jacaris and Lacaris under the bus for the actions of Aegon Viserys wasn't hearing that you know that your child is a shit starter you know that he's a bit of a bully and you know that boys are also going to be boys and I think that you don't need to try to poison (laughs) those three other two other boys in a way because they did present him with a pig but it definitely was at the at the ribbing and this is something that probably Viserys knows more so than Allison of our other son. So don't have blinders on to that. Another reminder of the blinders. She goes to see Helena. She ain't even tuning into what that that girl needs some counseling. She need to go see some uh <laughs> the Septon something. She is loving animals. And she's like, it's blind, but it can't see, or it can see, but it's blind, or something to that effect. The metaphor for everyone. But she is deep into it. Then she's like, he went into the pit. She, I don't know. Is she special, special as in she got some powers or is she just special, special? You might want to keep an eye on her because that could be a problem. Pray for me. Then she goes and finds Aegon and makes no mention of the fact that he is standing on top of the damn ledge wanking it just wanking it into the wind because that's what bored people do (laughs) when you have no consequences in your life when you are born with that much of a gold crown you're gonna do stupid shit like this because you can there's just no reason for it it's living at the height of that immortality complex i think that that is through everyone in the show thus far (laughs) some far more than others and i think the more you are targaryen the far more in your head about that and she's passed that on to her children and has not thought to rein that in at all because that's the first thing i would say what the fuck you doing out there get your ass back in that i would have been whooping i don't care how old you are no she's more concerned about the fact that you need to do more and stop hanging out with them boys and being nice to them and thinking they're a family because they're not they're your enemies and that your aunt is going to try to or not aunt your sister is going to have you murdered because you are between her and the iron throne that was also repugnant 
because that boy was confused because he's like that's if you challenge him well i won't baby you plant in those very this is how you have family feuds the way in which they play out over generations because people keep on they they poison the next generation and the next generation and the next and they make it this life or death situation the way in which her father did it to her and that's also sad as well because it's just like damn you've been that's been put in your head and now that fear is is part of the equation and there's nothing to say that Renera would take that step there's nothing i've seen from Renera that would ever make me think she would take that step but the the distance between them is now so far gone and then that emote and then that immediate betrayal and then the 10 years after it's all leading up to it this doesn't end well for me <laughs> and that means it might not end well for my children so whether she's a good parent because she ain't um <laughs> she does at least care about their and love i think she loves them of course they always love them but that doesn't mean that they want the they don't know what the best thing is for them they don't know what those those interpersonal relationships you know you can always love something objectively but in love and putting the work into that i think that's you know and giving them the freedom to be who they are if Hagen doesn't want to be a, a, a to be on the iron throne you, who are you to f- force him into that position you are creating the war and i think Otto coming back into it definitely creates the the chism 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 that is to come the ugly with allison is just how how emotionally unstable she has become uh just on a a healthy and unhealthy scale because as i stated it's she's turning black (laughs) like uh it's it's very authentic and that's why i don't personally feel any takeaway from the character like i don't judge her as harshly i see it there but i know why it's there but it is poisoning i use that word already but it is toxic it's turning her morphing her into a far more irrational person because she could choose to be the better person she could choose the moral high ground as she wants and sees herself as but she doesn't want to see it in that manner she's not she's not above squashing it and that just makes you human and so while i wish she had been better the ugly thing is that she's not she's fully evolved into someone who no longer cares or wants to entertain that idea of an olive branch she wants her handled worse she wants her to suffer for all the suffering she herself mental anguish that she's put through that can't 112 percent be put at renera's foot lastly let's talk about laris he uh he really had his his father and his brother killed and didn't even give a fuck about it sat there playing with the with the wildlife like so i got some flowers over here 
but as he was saying in his monologue love is a downfall like all of these uh these barriers to power if you let them they will control you you need to put all of that aside if you are going to win your objective in the end he is however now officially a kinslayer and if there is one thing even the targaryens have a line in which they will not cross it is kinslaying that's why homeboy took hell of offense damon when otto suggested that he would kill his brother because that pretty much paints him black as night like you he would he's capable of doing the most vile thing right and that type of accusation is really you know that's that's harsh so the fact that laris ever so casually (laughs) did it i think speaks volumes viserys we didn't have much to do with him other than he really is just being and choosing to be delusional about what is happening and unfolding around him he's trying to keep the pieces together he's he's desperately lonely that's why he just could not let lionel go he's desperately like he's terrified to be left alone with these women and he also misses his wife ama he's looking at his wedding rings and he's just desperately kissing what he lost and in his mind since she's been gone everything has just gone to shit nothing has been the same he also is someone who is physically not the same there's sad you know there's sadness in that there's a lot of sadness in that and it is all just playing out on his body in the most gruesome manner we saw rats we've seen rats a few times in this series thus far usually they're associated with greed or theft thievery basically negative emotions but they could also in some some traditions be a sign of something great but i'm pretty sure this is an omen for something bad because every time you've seen one things only tend to get worse i know when he dies that's gonna be the happiest day of his life we do have feedback let's hop into it what up stina this is mimi this is feedback for house of dragons episode six we talked a little bit offline um i don't know if shy wants to watch the game of thrones so i really haven't said much of anything in the group chat because i didn't want to spoil anything and i and i still have so many questions Um, i know you know the questions so i figure you know if you want to answer them in the spoiler section i do want to know the answers i don't care if it's a spoiler i just i really feel like i need those answers um since i already talked to you about it offline i'm not gonna go ahead and say it because like i said i don't know if shy wants to watch game of thrones she might not um it's 
like what eight seasons and it gets pretty disappointing at the end so it might not even be worth it so just go ahead and look through our chat and give me them spoilers um but i can tell you how i'm feeling briefly i don't have much to say because i um i can't say that i care about anybody in this uh show right now they're all trash and they can all go to hell but I mean there's people that I can't stand more I, I'm still not a Damon fan um I like I, I guess uh, I like the fact that he married Lena I would like to see how that happened I know she chased after him at that wedding but it gotta be more to it than that because women weren't allowed to just decide they wanted to marry someone so clearly so either like did someone catch them together and force it because he dishonored her or did like he asked for her hand for the father like I, I do want to know how that happened it just seems like we missed a lot of steps because whether she wanted him or not at that wedding that's not how it worked back then especially women weren't allowed to just decide so I would like to know um, I thought it was uh, pretty cool to see them flying on the dragons um, I thought that was pretty dope. I feel like we <laughs> haven't seen a lot of dragons considering it is House of Dragons. <laughs> House of the Dragon. Um, I thought we'd see more dragon riding. <laughs> more dragons and period. They are giving us a little more of the lore, which I felt like we missed in Game of Thrones, which I think is cool. Um, seeing like there's like entire groups of people that cared for the dragons. I am curious to know how you get rid of, like, how did the dragon species become extinct? Like, even though they have a lot of eggs, it doesn't seem like most of them hatch. So maybe something happened where it was just, it started to get less and less dragons and then they just killed the remaining eggs and then somehow killed the dragons that were alive. Because I, I just don't understand how they all became extinct it's not like dragons are easy to kill so just curious about that um i definitely um like the conversation that lena had with damon about you know the damon she fell in love with was better than this he wanted more he had more ambition sounds like he's being a lazy prick to be honest um it was easy where he was at they didn't expect him to do anything he didn't have any responsibilities and he liked that which seems kind of like bullshit considering how ambitious you are like you're going to your niece's wedding or like I guess the wedding dinner um to try and tell her she shouldn't marry Laner because he's gonna bore her <laughs> that's fucking ridiculous so clearly <laughs> your ambition is very high and for you to just settle i agree with her he was being um probably just lazy or maybe he was scared to to even fit like to try because he had failed so many times i don't know um i don't know what they want us to think but he definitely seemed to be making lazy choices um it's crazy i didn't realize that you know even though all these targaryens get an egg not all of them hatch um the other son of alicent the youngest one didn't get a dragon 
it just seems like it seems like crazy like I know Lena her egg didn't hatch and she didn't get one till she was 15 because but she went to make one her dragon so it's I guess it's just you know he went down there and saw a dragon and ran away maybe you just got to be brave enough to approach one maybe that's the thing dragons don't like punks <laughs> and they were like how dare you don't be in my presence of your pussy maybe that's maybe that's the thing so i don't know i thought it was funny how the two children of uh two children of uh Ray Ray and then Allison's oldest son Aegon played the trick on the little boy and then Allison's like what does she she I she, it wasn't in this sentence but she called them boys of uh Ray Ray's plain faced I was like first of all bitch you're talking about this man's grandchildren <laughs> no matter what who the dad is they're still his grandkids because they're still his daughter's children and plain face like her kids cute as hell they may not belong to her husband <laughs> that's obvious they look exactly like <laughs> the knights like hey same hair like the and they if those little boys aren't really related, I don't even know what to say because they look like the same child, just different ages. <laughs> when they were in there fighting um, Aegon uh, and like the knights they were fighting with Sir Christian Cole, like I was looking at them two little boys like, damn, they really look alike. They got to be related. There's no way you can just put two people together that don't look that much alike and not have them be relatives. But anyway, um, she was just being like an asshole about it. And it seems as though she finally found her voice because the Allison from the beginning wouldn't have been so transparent. She was just open, dragging her her, uh, her ex-best friend, um, her stepdaughter, calling her a hoe. Don't act like you don't see it. I feel like Barris, uh, is that his name? King Barris, he, um, maybe, I mean, I don't want to say he doesn't care, but maybe he's come to terms, like, it seems like everybody knows that Ray Ray's husband is gay, and people just accept it, he's allowed to, you know, go around and sex up any kind of man he wants, and that's fine, so maybe he, I'm not saying he agrees with it, maybe he's just pretending and turning up a blind eye for that reason because he's like whatever she married him she's had three sons she's doing great because I'm sure like you know nowadays having you know all boys doesn't seem like anything but like we know that it's the man that determines the sex of the boys but back then it was women so the fact that she had three sons probably makes her like the best person ever like you oh you had so many sons and Allison had two sons and a daughter and Elena uh, only had two daughters she didn't even make it with the third child um that was probably they were probably assuming it was a boy which they would have no way of knowing because the baby never came out <laughs> um I, all I was saying was I feel like that's probably really cool and they probably like praise her and you know Varys is like King Varys is like yeah, you know whatever I don't see anything. It looks just like uh, 
Sir, uh, Prince Laner. <laughs> I don't see nothing. But she just really was just going in, dragging Ray Ray. Um, and, you know, the scene when she offered up her son to her, to the, um, I guess it would have been his aunt. <laughs> you know, we betrothed him. I was like, uh, okay, well, I don't know what this is supposed to mean, but Allison was basically like, no. And she was like, you could do it over my dead body. Like, when, when is she? Uh, when has she been allowed to talk to the king like that? Like, clearly something happened um, where she said, fuck it, I don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, maybe it's because she has that one guy's, um, the, the other hand of the king's son who is feeding her information and I'm assuming he probably is I've noticed people like you know people of color the help um him probably being invisible because he's uh disabled he probably just hears stuff because people talk about him like he's talk around him like he's not there so he just feeds it to her um you know but look look what you know you sticking your nose and shit they ain't got nothing to do with you or trying to tell the king what to do got the hand murdered and like the whole scenario with I don't know guy's name I don't know that I'm ever gonna know it but the whole like manipulation as soon as I saw him go like talking to the the convicted murderer and I cut his tongue off I like I knew like I knew exactly where this was going and actually I'm gonna rewind because at the last episode when he was talking to Allison when she was younger and they were in front of that tree and he was like telling her stuff without telling her I knew he was going to be a problem so it was actually before this um, episode I didn't realize how conniving and how underhanded and evil he was that he's willing to kill his own dad and his brother and destroy the home I get because he technically would have had to inherit that both if both his dad and his brother is gone like that would have been your home and you had them set it on fire and you killed your dad and you killed your brother whoever else was in that damn thing because it was way more than just two bodies so you just was willing to murder everybody and Allison's like that's not what I wanted like bitch you then go turn him in then we know she's not gonna do that so shut the fuck up I was like I can't stand her can't stand Kristen Cole Sir Kristen Cole he was my favorite. I mean, dude was sitting there being all up in the business, talking about some, it's just how you train everybody. Like, it's clear he has, like, favoritism. And King V is too oblivious, and he's too sickly and moronic to even notice. Like, he, I, you know, and I, I think his problem is he likes to see the good in people. And I, I don't feel like a king should ever do that you should be suspicious of everybody like I know that's terrible but it seems more beneficial to you than his approach um Sir Christian Cole clearly is being a little petty bitch he's mad he probably like you know those could have been my sons but I was being a fucking crybaby bitch (laughs) he gotta be upset about it because she told him I can have someone else and he said, I don't want to be your whore. So the fact that he's still angry about it lets me know he still has feelings for her. Because you that literally could have been you. Motherfucker, that was you. <laughs> and you told her you didn't want to be with her like that. And you was going to kill yourself. Allison saved you. And clearly you jumped ship, which is fine. 
but now you got to live with your choices you can't be like like for you to like take it out on these kids who have nothing to do with anything they're literally innocent bystanders they were born into this they have no idea what's going on you know goddamn well that those kids ain't fucking sir uh prince laners everybody can look at them they don't even look like targaryens and they're not even brown like realistically in real life the way genetics works the kids would more likely look white passing that's just how because lanar is pretty pretty uh light-skinned black theoretically i know there's always a chance that they're darker but most likely they would have been white passing but the fact that they made them look just like the other night guy with the curly hair and all that stuff they wanted us to to know for sure that that wasn't lanar's because i mean how often do they really even have sex probably once after every child to make it look like you know let's pretend <laughs> um so yeah it's it's unlikely to be Lanar, uh prince Lanar's son sons um even though they call him dad and he treats them like they're his which is i think is very cute of him he's holding up his end of the bargain and so is ray ray um what else um i just I just his behavior made me like dislike him and I don't like Allison either I thought I was gonna jump ship but I I did jump ship I jumped off the ship and I'm in the ocean because I'd rather drown than be with any of these whole bags because they suck um I told Christina offline and I'm gonna tell my feedback it's like right now I can't stand any of them they all suck they can all go to hell and the only one I'm rooting for really is uh uh, Lena's dragon because he's I guess he's a big ass huge beast and maybe he can be passed down to her daughter who doesn't have a dragon yet maybe that'll be her motivation to be brave and jump on it maybe she'll hate the dragon but the dragon was looking at her like bitch what are you telling me to do and it she was like bitch I told you burn me they said they went back and forth and then the dragon was like oh god y'all get on my fucking nerve and he finally he or she i don't know usually in the wild the larger animals are women so i'm just gonna say it's a girl um she was like fine oh you get on my nerve now i'm gonna burn you and i'm not gonna have anybody to ride me this is terrible but he she did it i'm proud of her she did it for her um rider um but anyway um, this episode, I know there's stuff I'm missing um, about Damon. You know, I don't care about him, so I'm not even going to go into that. And the uh, stands that keep rooting for him or whatever, I don't know. Like, I can't. I think I talked about him already, but I, I like, you know, him, his daughter saying, you know, he doesn't even talk to me. Wonder what that. They're supposed to be twins, right? They don't look like twins. Like, look like there's a pretty significant age difference. Like, like one looks like she might have been maybe like nine and the other one's like five six or five well I shouldn't say significant but you know in development like a nine-year-old and a, and a five or six-year-old look different but anyway um yeah I'll just end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me out thank you queen mimi with your thoughts on the episode so i have to get my phone to look at your questions that you wanted me to talk about in the spoiler section i'm not gonna give you all of the tea but i will give you as much because i don't want and don't feel that I, it's necessary because i'm like just throwing all of the spoilers out there i was like damn i ain't talking i have to talk about this stuff that at least relevant to the episode <laughs> 
<laughs> slightly relative to a storyline coming slightly in the next few episodes but i ain't gonna drop you the whole damn ending i agree i think shy tapped out and i understand though because if you did not watch game of thrones i don't know how you could watch house of the dragon hey you're a little lost <laughs> there's a lot of names a lot of things you need to be into this type of immoralistic drama and i get it it's the same thing with secession there was so many evil people i didn't want to watch it anymore because i had no like it was just oppressive how evil and unlikable everyone was <laughs> usually uh there is a protagonist to root for and george rr R. martin came out and he said that's the biggest difference between house of the dragon and game of thrones is there are no protagonists in this show it's not a it's not a the same type of story whereas game of thrones is about the ascension about the confronting of the fire and blood is all about the downfall of the targaryens and thus it is not seen the same you're not going i mean you're gonna see this he jacaris said it at the beginning of the show nothing can take down this house besides itself and that's what we have signed up to watch a house turn on each other in very vicious ways all all puppeteered by very flawed somewhat understandable if you can relate but mostly unlikable unrelatable i think your metaphor was had me dying i've jumped off the ship and i'm into the fucking ocean that is absolutely how i felt after reading the book <laughs> like i was like whoo this is a lot of drama this bitch is crazy i enjoyed the drama of it i think the most interesting aspect of the show thus far is that kind of like when we continue to perpetuate the myth that while rome was burning nero was playing was fiddling yeah that's made up because 300 whatever years after nero some guy was like everybody hated this dude so yeah let me talk about how horrible he was but let me add these ridiculous amount of salacious details so that he's so blackened that no one will ever ever even give him credit for anything that he might have actually did that was not so bad um and so that is my viewpoint of these characters these are people that are of a different caliber that if i am a citizen in westeros i wouldn't want any of these people like none of them would be people where we fucking with none of them they just we don't have the same goals in life we, 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 we come from two different places and that is part of the biggest struggle i find when i am evaluating everyone is trying to find that familiar place that i can see them if i can uh and there are some some that i do i actually genuinely feel like i understand allison's that resentment i used to work with someone and it's just like no matter what i even had a sister where it's like no matter what they just never seem to get in trouble and you, that, that building resentment in your soul how it can turn you into a different person if you allow it if you if there's nothing that stops that trend from happening and sometimes you're stronger than and sometimes you're not and it's just it's just how the how it goes so i think that's accurate to say that these are very much not people that 
make you want to root for them even though some people have chosen their sides and have chosen that i personally don't when i'm viewing this show i'm seeing a lot of semi semi historical drama playing out for a great deal of european particularly royal lineages throughout history the nastiness the incest the betrayal the political backstabbing the kinslaying all of that all of that is a part of a history in which is human history and it always fascinates me going back learning about henry the eighth or you know elizabeth the first or I, I know i go straight to european all the time but there there are far more me- monsters <laughs> you could talk about genghis khan that's another person that's a megley but alexander i've tried to incorporate some other people uh hapshet uh, one could talk about the pharaohs i don't remember all of their names as much but they all have the same shit in they but like they're living on a different moon path than the rest of us and that is what we're watching unfold what it means to be in that uh there's a great line coming up in vikings at some point i can't wait since season three sucks <laughs> but it's one of the best lines ever about power and it's so true and that is what we are witnessing how damon and lena get together yes i'll talk about that in the spoilers why dragons became extinct mildly interesting spoilers i think yeah damon did feel where he was at he's in a an appreci- in a in a position of appreciation more so for what they can do than what he has to versus where he when he's at king's landing it's a different type of politics so i don't know if it's so much he lacks the ambition but he is not going after ultimately what could be so much more in king's landing like the true seat of power driftmark the true seat of power penthouse not the true seat of power essos wherever they were i think he has a self-awareness he has a self-awareness that to be that person that i was before was not it was worse than the person i am being right now and i think that's where his reluctance come from like yeah i'm back in the game i'm in it to win it there ain't no (laughs) ain't no half-ass about it yeah she did call him plain face that was not not those is your uh god lord i don't even know half nieces nephews whatever can't even keep track of the familiar relationships here but calling them but them very cute babies plain face because she really wanted to say bastard and couldn't and the bastards do come with a stigma i mean they really do look at how john the bastard was treated (laughs) so there is that's just un that societal uh prejudice there that bastards simply aren't considered worthy of the same privileges as someone who's born in within the confines of marriage and that that played out for millennia and i'm telling you right now the reason why allison has as much power as she has because she covered up that fucking scandal she kept her mouth shut christy cole could have died and that could have been and she could have said what she said and fucked everybody over 
right all she had to do was open her mouth she's the queen her her word is still worth something uh, i think she kept that close to chess and i think even her father i don't think she told but she used it as her trump card to say not only is kristen cole not going to be executed but now i get to have more authority because this is something you and your daughter covered up and it is a scandal that if anyone were to find out about it it, the the repercussions are horrible and it would have been the immediate end to renera being heir laris's little finger 2.0 and he is going to inherit heron hall because that's now his inheritance so the fact that he's willing to burn down his inheritance shows how much he does not attach himself to truly anything besides his own person and his own desires not a place is what makes him jesus i did mention it very briefly renera is pushing all of the boundaries she is like beyond the scale i know it's easy to say well and i do see it in my 20th century perspective of yeah she ain't doing nothing that's that terrible she really ain't on a personal level (laughs) just is what it is but on a but on a level of what she is doing based on everything that has come before her she is pretty much wilding uh if jacaris was in charge which is her grandfather he would have she would have already been stripped of air if not murdered he don't give a fuck about those like that's not <laughs> like I said, it's a blessing and a curse that familial loyalty because how the people of the iron throne like they were very deep into that shit it is about the way in which they sit in their powers because they do the best for the realm and the minute that the realm loses faith in that then you got problems with the realm don't forever forget the power of the people and that is something that poor renera ain't, ain't really got in her head yet vega is a woman and look at you with your knowledge in nature you are so right yes in nature that is a fact and two different actresses are playing the twins which is why they look different versus tylen and jason being played by the same actor being played as twins so there you go that's why they look so different let's go ahead and jump into the spoiler section because fuck's sake i gotta edit this motherfucker spoilers 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 first i don't think otto's coming back with any plans on trying to diplomatically handle this situation I do like the finesse here because now he is actively and she is now actively committed to going against the king's commands and wishes and now that they both have power over the king renera definitely has lost a lot here has lost a lot a lot a lot uh but once again if you would have just did your business somewhere else at dragonstone you wouldn't have this problem uh what else except for Otto's changed role as far as sir Kristen cole they're doing the most with his character they really turn him straight up absolutely into a character that you that was someone you might go one way or another he was always a mysterious type of character they just turned him into a straight up villainous one uh as far as how lena and damon got together basically damon squared up against her fiance he won the battle and killed him and lena was the prize so that's how they got together (laughs) 
it sounds far less romantic than some may romanticize it but there you have it i'm not with the whole romanticize there's a lot of my my sisters and brothers who are romanticizing the damon and that relationship i will say this much i go i have two minds about it i think in the show and in the book they do say that damon did love his wife but in the sense that damon loves anything that is his or is in uh, that he considers himself to be loyal to the fact that she comes from valeria she's got a valerian but it's all set up for her to be someone worthy of what damon would as a wife so i could see him being in love with all of her uh, it's the same thing where people are romanticizing the renera damon relationship where we already spoke about that last night don't need to retreat last week we don't need to retreat that um there were some other questions that mimi wanted to know and i said i was only gonna i was like look you need to tell me which <laughs> how, how am i supposed to answer some of these the one is about how does the now that i'm not going to go too deep into because how does the dragons become extinct that is part of dance of the dragons that is a huge player in that story so i'm not going to touch that because it will be shown very explicitly in the show not even casually glossed over or something that you know the mm, that is going it's a big part of the plot so i am not touching it with a 10-foot pole and letting you know <laughs> if you really really need it i you can always go to wiki but i know you ain't even gonna look for it you ain't gonna look for it let me see what else you were stating here that you were having questions about is there anything else in this episode before i jump to that uh i don't think so except for the two women being there at the council meeting uh, i didn't like i liked it but at the same time it puts them far more front and center and it doesn't lean as much credence to the whole Aegon like no like how against Rhaenyra everyone really is when it comes to this who's going to be named heir to the throne uh let's talk about Damon walking off yeah he did actually hug his daughters and the other thing you asked about is the Targaryens being immune to fire thing lord jesus this is something that unfortunately even i got caught up in in the game of thrones where it was never really clear george R. R. martin wasn't clear about it so it was one of those things that people ran with when daenerys came out and she was immune to fire they play with the idea a lot but it doesn't really seem and then you can always argue because i know some people already are that technically she's a valerian these are the original dragon riders the valerian is older than targaryen shut the fuck up <laughs> targaryens may be in charge at the moment but that's the reason why he knew he had to bend his ass and his uh soul to corliss and try to mend that rift because you can't afford to have it um yeah i think i explained about that the whole that uh hold on she died at this age in the books did lena die yes she did die in the books but not quite this way she actually went out she actually tried to she died trying to get to vagar because she wanted to ride one last time uh this way i think it was far more poignant because then 
damon just found his wife he picked her up and it was said that again he did love his wife so don't erase that just because it fits your i wouldn't erase it but i also wouldn't celebrate it <laughs> i mean I, don't and I, uh, I just told myself that because it was in rick and morty and i slapped myself because i was like this is very accurate don't tell people how to enjoy their shows that's very true very true i don't like delusional standing type of people that aren't rational and they want to jump in all of your mentions that's the people i truly truly hate and they're already there uh <laughs> even in lena's tag like what the fuck are you doing over here talking this shit so that's very frustrating but it is it's a part of the character that despite it all you know you and i've also watched a lot of true crime too and there, there'd be people doing the craziest shit and then we'll call their mama so mama i love you i'm so sorry i'm like you just killed your kids <laughs> how is it that you care about what your mama feel it's so weird it's so fucked up the vine is fucked it's a fucked up place for these people but there's one other thing that i think you asked uh why would she take the baby with her yeah the baby wasn't gonna live neither one of them were going to pretty much the same thing with ama um so what else you were asking about the girls did was that were you asking about the girls i feel like there was one other thing that you were saying uh don't worry about bela and reyna if there's one thing i can tell you is you don't have to worry about those girls <laughs> bailey and reyna are two very lovely women and they're they come from their mother despite who their father is so if you are of the mindset to be concerned about the two black children <laughs> that have been racially bent for the show know that they are going to be fine uh, and they actually have exciting things to look forward to in the future uh what was the other thing i feel like there was something you said uh the only person i ever loved in this in this entire book was nettles i liked reyna and bela but i had no emotional attachment to them <laughs> i had an emotional attachment to nettles because she was the only black character in the whole damn fire and blood and she's awesome so that is where because you said i know you said something about that at least uh, mimi says she's like who the fuck is nettles you got a long ways before you get to any type of nettles so hold on to your butts there are some people who are in and out in and out on and in that uh that you there are a lot more characters to come i will say that much if these people are not to your taste trust me you're gonna find someone that will keep hope alive for the universe <laughs> and not make it overly oppressive like the way they did in succession with all of the just ugh, everyone is a mess i hate all of these people <laughs> they all get what they deserve and i'm just watching a shit show an entertaining shit show but a shit show nonetheless and i also but i also understand that conditioning of kind of being used to watching tv where you don't have to sit there and navigate horrible people and their motivations and thoughts and how things unwind and you just kind of want 
at least one person out of all of that to to be someone to root for and it doesn't happen very often in fiction but i I think that's why i enjoy it when it does (laughs) if done right all right we gotta wrap this up because i still as i stated earlier have to edit this so if you want to send feedback on the next episode blackercouch.gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic